Hey there! Welcome to another episode of the Fun Web Podcast, where I document my journey of personal development, hopefully empowering you to enrich your life and live it to the fullest. Today's episode is about time anxieties. Before we start, take a deep breath and enjoy. If you often feel like you're racing against the clock, that your to-do lists are way too long, and that you're not doing enough, then you may already be familiar with time anxieties. At the simplest, time anxiety is the fear that you're wasting your time. I believe I've watched all of those popular videos on how to be productive, my productive system, how to be procrastinations. A bit of truth is that I'm watching all of that in my so-called less productive and procrastination time of the day. But you could relate to that. So discovering the concept of time anxiety has been eyes-opening for me and for sure more beneficial compared to all of those productive videos. So I would love to share a tiny bit of my wisdom on this concept with you all. In our productivity obsessed world, it's common to feel overwhelmed with our schedules workload from time to time. But time anxiety is more than just a monetary spike in your workday stress. It's an emotional spectrum that haunted your days, causes you to procrastinate on important tasks, and can even lead to burnout. Time anxiety is a terrible feeling that you will never have enough time and aren't doing enough with your time. But to understand why we feel that way, we first need to understand our relationship with time. As a child, time literally doesn't matter much to us. Yes, we follow a little bit of schedules and are somewhat healthier compared to now. But for the most part, we are left to fill long, unstructured days with games and lots of fun. As we become a teenager, however, time starts to gain its importance. We have school, sports, hobbies, and friends to fill in. Then suddenly, time becomes one of our most important and scarcity resources. As adults, we have works, families, college, and all sorts of serious responsibilities that demands our time and attention. As we get older, time becomes something we not only have to consider but try to control. At some point, we start watching, listening, reading about time management, and how we can turn someone else's formula to solve our own mess. And all of this are time anxieties presented in three core ways. Current, futures, and existential time anxiety. Current time anxieties, this may be a most familiar forms of anxieties. It has to do with our day-to-day stress, trying to rush through your tasks and get to the finish line. On the other hand, you may experience anxieties when you think you are not doing enough or you're doing less productive than you feel you should have been. Both scenarios place into the same feelings of too much to do with a little time given, and that misuse of time is a mistake. You may also experience future time anxieties, which place into the uncertainty of time. You may, you may zero in on what if of life and begin to panic about things you can't necessarily control. What if it's too late to change our career? What if we haven't saved enough for our retirements? These are fair questions to ask yourself, but fixatings on these things can become detrimental to your life and well-being. These are the what-ifs that ravage your brains, 
You feel paralyzed of thinking through everything that may or may not happen in the future, depending on your actions today. Existential time anxieties, this is the overall anxieties of only having limited time to live our life. No matter how much you race ahead and push forwards, there are only one finish line. The sense of lost time, sleeping away, and never returning, which many people experience in more thinking about death. After knowing all the forms of time anxieties, we are left with the questions of how to combat with time anxieties. And surely, your first step is define what time well spent means to you. Sit down and think about what really makes you happy and get you. In the flow. Previously, I got extremely caught up in all these social norms into believing that time well spent needed to obsess over every minutes I spend, efficiently complete every task of my life, including spending quality time with my families. That might work for you or some people, but definitely that's not who I am and how I want to live my life. Reconnecting with your child's identities may really help. I got my current life goals inspirations from my reading my childhood diaries. And at that point, I didn't overthink about how feasible the goal would be and didn't get to soak up in all of that social standards around me. The reason you feel a waste of time is that your value you perceive from the time didn't seem beneficial and appealing to you. Therefore, when you could identify your ideal of time well spent, act accordingly, the anxieties will potentially go away. Moreover, get crystal clear on the idea of effective and efficient. Effectiveness is doing the things that get you closer to your goals. So in order to be effective, you should first define what your goals are and priorities. Efficiencies, on the other hand, do not emphasize on what you do, it focuses on how you perform a given task, whether it's important or not, in the most economically manners possible. So all of that productive ideas you're looking for falls into this category. The golden rules here is firstly, do something unimportant well does not make it important. And secondly, requiring requirings a lot of time does not make a task important. What you do is infinitely more important than how you do it. And don't get me wrong, efficiency is still important, but it's useless unless applied to the right things. There's no point of sending 3,000 emails a day to a wrong clients, right? At this point, by eliminating all the insignificant tests and tests that do not go online with your top priorities, we are still left with an abundance of work that you couldn't care less about. Outsourcing and delegating might help. For sure, you may heard of this, work smarter, not harder. If you do not have the privilege to hire an assistant or someone who complete all of your remaining work, there's still a simple technique you could do. For example, instead of watching one hour's morning news, you could search for your news summaries on the specific topics that you're interested in, like weather forecasts, for instance. As normally, in one hour news, your attention may only be wrapped up around few sections, so there's no need for watching the whole things. 
there's something I've been implementing lately, which is such a lifesaver. It's indirectly asking for friends' update. I want to stay connected and relevant to my groups of friends, but I couldn't always be attentive in all of the discussions. Therefore, I tried to contact one of my friends and ask for a group's update, which ended up saving me days of reading all the messages. This a five-minute conversation with my mutual friends. I could gain valid insights into the group's highlights for the past week, and that's really worth considering. Just remember to ask the right person. I'll sort your work to a trusty source and delegate smartly. However, do not damage your relationships by abandoning all of your work to your loved ones. Try to look for a way to return the flavors and create a win-win situation. More importantly, take advantage of technological advancement, which could probably speed up your whole process with apps, website, and which are created for your convenience. I'm sure not perfect, and I'm still struggle with time anxieties from time to time, but that strategy steadily improved my conditions. And last but not least, be kind to yourself. It's okay to not be okay sometimes. <laughs> Alright, that is for today's short and sweet episode. Hope you have a lovely rest of your day and sending you so much love. Ciao!